Open the pod bay doors, please, pal. All right, all right, all right. You're gonna need a bigger potion. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Look at the coast. We get together, have a few laughs. The Movie Odyssey with Brad Patel, Gus Trout, and Adam Lucas. Uh, you know what I like in movies? Comical screaming. That was a segue, right? Is there? Well, okay, I was hoping that, somebody right. would roll off of that and be like, start naming them. I guess I could have done that. The Burbs. Lots of great comical screaming. Um, Always Sunny. I Always Sunny. Very I haven't good seen The Burbs for a long time. I got to go back and rewatch. That's Joe Dante, right? I think so. You yeah. Guys, I think I remember you guys talking about it. Um, I don't know. <sighs> The world's end got some pretty good comical screaming. The world's end. I love this movie. <laughs> this is the worst segue of all time. I'm gonna go. Sorry, right. I'm gonna go find a truck to step in front of. You don't have to do that. Oh, thank I, God. I have the power of editing that I can make so it sound no like segue? we're clever. But, well, we'll see. I don't Just guys, splices I don't a bunch of your words. And yeah, perfect. I mean, you could you could throw my voice into an AI generator and just we could just do that for the whole podcast yeah, and not idea. have to would that be yeah. less work or more I don't know and yeah, if we fed every know. episode we did into a generator uh-huh. what would like and said alright make you know like I I forced a bot to watch a thousand episodes of those whatever. are all fake first <laughs> of all but yeah I wonder there, if we some could of just, them are funny yeah like if we could just squeeze out a couple episodes by doing that. I might just do, if I find some time, I might just do a little test to see if I can get an AI classic intro together okay. for one of these. The classic so, intro, that I feel like that could be AI if you pretty just easy. just fed it all yeah. the classic intros yeah. and said like, okay, but now make one about, you know, the, uh, the Holy Grail or something. Yeah. Anyway. All right, intro time. How are you guys doing? I'm classic. Is everybody okay? My name's Brad. Uh, <laughs> oh, he wasn't asking us. <laughs> oh, how is it? How are how oh. are you listeners doing as well as well as my Brad? This is a wonderful one-way host. Medium. This is yeah. one. <laughs> well, uh, let us know if you're doing good. Follow us on Instagram, and uh, oh, yeah. I'm just going to do the whole episode backwards. I'm going to. I like this. Yes. Start. Start with the closing. What I'm going to watch next week. I'm going to tell yeah. you about that. <laughs> uh, all right. Hey, gang. My, uh, Brad Patello here, joined by my good friends, Gus Trouth and Adam Lucas. This is the final episode of Ever the of Cornetto. the podcast. Oh. <laughs> hope, I hope not. No, 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 no. Of uh, the Cornetto trilogy, The World's End from 2013. Um... I like this movie. <laughs> this might be my favorite one. What? How do you guys feel about that, Gus? We were talking about this earlier, but yeah, I this viewing, I was like, "Damn, this movie is, is this my favorite one?" I mean, it's, it is one of those things, kind of like watching a Wes Anderson movie. You're kind of like whatever and one you're watching. One watch, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think Hot Fuzz is my favorite one, yeah. even though I think the third act is like largely forgettable like you're watching it you have fun but it doesn't really leave a lasting impression on you other than like you know a couple of the references and stuff this one i like it i just i don't know i do like it a lot and there's a lot of good things 
I don't really like the melodrama in this one, kind of similar to what Gus, you were saying about Sean, um, Sean of the dead, the whole scene when they're in the like um, clubhouse thing where they used to, whatever they called it, the smoke house or the green yeah. room or whatever it was, um, you know, where they're all like <clears throat> shitting on him and then he's telling, and it's like, it, it's all good. It all works in the movie. I just mm-hmm. don't, I just don't like it. <laughs> I was like, I was having fun. Why do you have to make me sad and make me feel human emojis? I I think that they he does a good job starting with Hot Fuzz and into this movie of like where the melodrama kicks in. It doesn't like turn to like an 11 necessarily. It's still it like there's still tons yeah. of jokes. It doesn't it throw still, it off the rails. Yeah, it still feels like where Shaun of the Dead is like this, the whole mom thing, it's like so serious. And any jokes after that is like, I don't like, know. Why, I don't really why are you feel joking like around now. this? Yeah. Like right. where this is like still funny with like the gay boy. It's like, what does it say? It says Gary or whatever. And he's like, yeah, it says gay boy. And he's like, King gay. Yeah. Well, somebody crossed out the R and it was, it was, <laughs> it was me. me. <laughs> yeah. it's like, like, oh, and the, the characters like Gary specifically, like mm-hmm. Gary King, it, it, it lends it, it. The way he gets through life is by laughing through his terrible circumstances and his yeah, terrible yeah. decisions and everything. So it, it makes that work a little bit more. Well, well I yeah, uh, I guess I was just going to say it. this one, it, it's to where I'm like real, like, yeah, you're right, L- Lucas. There is something about it's it, He does it in all his movies. In yeah. Shaun of the Dead, you, it's, you're, I'm having fun right off the bat. Yeah, and when like even whenever that like Liz breaks up with him and he's sad, it, that's like one of the best scenes. Yeah, and he's, like, it's, it's great. so random and like that <laughs> yeah. whole thing. It's so good. And it's like them two hanging out together, and then they get drunk, and then they're like the whole zombie apocalypse is starting, but they're still like, and then it kind of gets more serious, more serious, more serious, and like the more serious it gets, the le- the, the less I like it. And then with Hot Fuzz, it's just the pacing of it's also fun. And then like the build up to them becoming buddies and stuff in this one, it's that thing where like, all right, finally Nick Frost is off the wagon or back on the wagon. Right. He fell, and fell off the wagon, he fell off the wagon. Right. And, and drop kick the wagon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and like, then just them all being drunk and like trying to blend in. Yeah, and like obviously, I love all the shots of like the synchronicity of all the robots, all the the blanks, the blanks, the the eggy eggy blue men, or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Like it comes back, and there's like I still think (laughs) they're trying to think of names for the robots. I would say this: the there's the jokes are this one had me had me laughing out loudest, like the most. Like uh, earnestly, really gut busting laughing. Like, and think, the yeah. action is like when fucking Nick Frost kicks that d- dude and he gets really pissed in that yeah. first fight and he kicks yeah. the dude and he goes flying against the sink and then yeah. he does the jumping elbow. Like, yeah. yeah. And then the whole fight scene where he has like the, the oh, the stool, like stool shield shit. bludgeon thing. Yeah. It, it's just no, very they got, they satisfying. Coordinator. They had like a real. Fight coordinator, like a choreographer, very Jackie Chan influenced with like yeah. using all the props and like. Oh yeah, his Jackie him Chan trying to drink the beer constantly right, and getting, getting hit, picked and up, like and so Jackie Chan. Yeah. yeah, but done really well, and and he, yeah, 
he's kind of like getting a, like the perfect balance of Edgar Wrightiness in this, where he's not like Hot Fuzz is like Edgar Wright to like fucking cuts. eleven. Yeah. Where yeah. this one, it does have a lot of the wipe cuts, the wipes, yeah. but they're not so much. And, and they're normally in like a a slower kind of mm-hmm. place where it kind of in a, a slow bit more you like notice it. So yeah. it's kind of almost like a illustrative of time passing which is what yeah. traditionally wipe transitions are mm-hmm. for and i mean they they work in that way but he'll do wipe transitions in like like in zoom like in the on same a shot scene. Yeah, yeah like yeah cutting he, to the and, next like moment in time or whatever <laughs> right like where they're, they're walking like, down the street and then they they're just a uh, little closer to us in the next right. one and but i guess uh, maybe it's that thing where like all of his movies Right off the bat, I was like, I like this, but I don't love it. And then it was like, watch it a couple more times. I was like, okay, I think, and especially after watching Spaced, I was like, this is, I like fucking love this. I can't get enough of this. I just want to be with these guys yeah, in whatever circumstances. It's definitely not as like breaknecky as Hot Fuzz was. Like, there's time to breathe in this. The world's end... um, I guess I've seen the least and the more I watch it, the more I like it. So it's just yeah, that's like the, the other same. ones. Yeah. And I, I love how different their characters are throughout the Cornetto trilogy. Like yeah, they're so different. Point that out. They, they take turns being the straight man and the funny one, you know, mm-hmm. like this one, Nick Frost is the straight man. Whereas like in Shaun of the Dead, Slacker, Peck, he's, yeah. the, he's the straightest man. Cause the, their friend group is kind of like a spectrum of, yeah. you know, so he went from being like maybe the goofiest of them all to being like the most, yeah. like, and it's, and it, and then they have the whole car accident backstory. Yeah. This one to me is like, I feel like it's the most mature for me, or maybe it's because I can relate to a lot of the themes. Like this one has a lot of themes. There's obviously the one about, staring down the barrel of middle age, which I'm kind of past that point. You guys are like there, right? No, we're not. You shut, you shut, you shut (laughs) it right now. Goddamn mouth, you piece of shit. Well, just I will slap the taste out of your mouth. So you, you have that, you have the theme of like, you know, wanting to relive your youth. And then there's all these other themes thrown in, but it doesn't feel like force, like the theme of, one of them calls it Starbucking, where they go into the Mm -hmm. two bars and they're exactly the same. And they have a little conversation about, just everything kind of being bought by a big corporation and the mom and pop element of the business is kind of out and it's just, everything's run by a corporation. Now there's that in there. It's great. I like it. I'm, I'm just keep it going. Yeah. And then there's, you know, obviously just um, covering up your sadness. Like, cause Gary King's character in acts one and two is like this crazy fun guy, but then in act three, it's like, oh, there's a dark side here. And he's actually really sad. And he's like covering up his pain with like laughter, you know. And he's literally right. covering up his like scars and bandages with his duster, you know. Like yeah, that, his that's persona. really dark moment. When you yeah. find out that he had attempted suicide uh, at the yeah. end, like it's spoiler, I guess, as always, this is a spoilery podcast, but like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they don't shy away from the darkness, but it's like you said, the melodrama is, it's they not did a good job of um, 
the not spoon feeding you like it was very slowly trickled in like all like you see him that he's there but you think he's there because then like you don't know why necessarily he's there but then he's there you think he's there because of like maybe drugs or something which to an extent maybe you know what i mean this is up to that but the therapy group that you see him in at the beginning you're talking about Yeah, but he's not only is in a therapy group he's when he's packing up, he's yeah. like in like a dormitory. Yeah, he's room. obviously in like yeah. a rehab facility yeah. of some kind or something. He's not just a guy that goes to AA or NA. Like this is probably like the the government made him go there. Right. <laughs> like and like this is how they're dressed too. Everybody's in sweats. Like, yeah. You yeah. get the impression. So, but you still don't know exactly what's or going on. Or a cult. On. It could have been a cult. Yeah. <laughs> they prey on people with substance abuse issues. But there, that that comes back at the end when he's talking about they tell me when to go to bed and they you yeah. know all that like he's obviously had some very I mean he has a difficult time growing up obviously which that's something else I can relate to as well you know wanting to to sort of relive your past or thinking about like the dangers of nostalgia I guess like thinking of yeah. the past as like the glory days and glossing over the the bad parts of it and. Um, glory days <laughs> and, and nobody loves like 80s nostalgia more than me except for maybe the guy who wrote ready player one but <laughs> i'm ready to admit that i like, think his goal is to destroy it i think that guy actually hates it so he was like <laughs> i'm gonna put all of it in one thing and then it'll explode and die the whole like um flashbacky bit yeah. is just like that's like every single open. shot is going to be reused at some point and like he's setting right. up all like all right omen gets killed killed first and this person then get then like and it all follows suit right yeah uh, there's a lot of mirroring exact, like yeah, oh, yeah. yeah no there the are shots and the you know he goes and rings the doorbell again and yep. like they're the same um, shot of them walking down the street and everything right. yeah, even like, whenever like the explosion at the end like and they go sit down on that hill it's the same hill that they look over yeah. the town at the and you see the little tiny, uh, in the beginning part in the flashback when they sit down, there's a little like, um, like a meteorite oh, or something like a, coming yeah, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the like just a little tiny. I remember seeing it oh, the first yeah, time. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, oh, cool. Yeah, I, I didn't notice yeah. that my the own first time through yeah. that. Uh, I, t- I toot my own horn at least twice a day. <laughs> that comes uh, back a lot of the same actors, of course, from the but others. I, but the, the, the thing that's different about this one is that, like, it's not like from the very beginning of Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, they are whatever you want to call it, copying, satirizing, spoofing, parodying a genre. Right. This one, it's kind of like its own thing. Like it, it yeah. It's kind of a, a unique take on the whole like alien robot body swap thing. But it's not like all that you know what i mean the whole yeah, movie you, isn't like the tropes of all of those films and how they're set up it's kind of like edgar wright doing his thing and then taking stuff from those tropes yeah. when he wants to but not relying almost entirely on those tropes for his like you know how the scenes play out for the gags yeah. a lot of the jokes and stuff in this are just jokes they're not referential to anything whereas right. like in the other ones it's like i don't know at least 50 50 if not more where it's yeah. like some sort of reference or echoing or kind of half quoting something 
he's doing his own thing and you don't yeah. even like see it coming like the the act two twist where you find out what's happening kind of comes out of nowhere like the first time i saw this movie yeah i'm like on board for act one and like we're with the characters the characters are going drinking and you like the characters and their relationships and then they have this fight in the bathroom where it's revealed that there are robots with blue blood or whatever. And it's like, what that you do not see that coming. I mean, it's set up and it's foreshadowed, but it, yeah, like in Shaun of the dead, it's a zombie movie from the beginning. Like, yeah. So he spends a itself, lot more yeah. time with the characters, like developing them and their relationships. And then it's like, Oh Which yeah. Pays off really well. Like, yeah. And you stay, you basically stay with the the group of them, which I love. Like I hate, like, I like this movie, but for an example of this, it's um, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, it's like you have these two great characters and they barely hang. The whole movie is that they like get separated and right. Brad yeah. goes off and does his thing and Leo does his thing. And then they come back together at the end. And even then Leo's in the pool, like with his headphones on and Brad's like tripping on acid, beating the shit out of those guys. And then, I mean, that's a great moment, but like, it's like, ah, no, it's fun when they're all together or like they knew what they had was fun. And even it's not like Omen, even though he gets switched out, like, and I like that the audience knows. Right. Yeah. But they're way but, too drunk to, but they're way too drunk to realize it. and just like how he's acting. And he's like, okay, let's go. And like, right. Which is like, so obviously not him because he's always the first one to be like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the first shot or the first bar they get to, but Nick Frost stops and kind of watches one person, a guy kind of walk past him and he, there's like a lingering camera uh, on him as he watches him pass. And then he like looks over at like some people in a distance. They do a good job of, that's like a subtle Okay, yeah. something something or shitty is the, happening. And they're all the cars and all the clothing, everything, they're all blue. They're all wearing blue. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. The the bartenders like all flip the towel onto their shoulder. Like the first shot you see them, they're doing the exact same yeah. motion, right? And before you pick up on them saying like exactly the same thing, like you know, yeah. like I noticed that at the very second bar, I was like, well, that. Like that's a is this an Edgar Wright thing where he's that's just doing mean, yeah. the same thing? Yeah. yeah. Or is this like a clue? That's like right. clever because you know he does that. Like in this right. case, he's playing on your preconceptions of what an Edgar Wright movie is. is like he just yeah. doing like a Mickey Mouse thing, <laughs> like setting up the rhythm of the sounds you hear every time they enter a bar. Yeah. Because these like are common bar sounds, or is it odd that it is this mm -hmm. similar? I think it's weird that this is like the least talked about of the three too. Right. I mean, everybody, everybody knows Shaun of the dead. Everybody knows hot fuzz, but like nobody's talking about the world. I don't end. know if they didn't market it. If maybe it didn't test well, so they didn't put a ton of money behind it. I don't know. I remember it being like a thing and seeing like, well, we're filming all kinds of interviews with, like, you're on slash film every day. You know what I mean? I'm I'm saying about yeah. how many TV commercials. And, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's hard to say, but I do remember. It, I do. I feel like it kind of had like a bit of a thing. You know. Well, even now, it's yeah. like those, like Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz are so iconic, and everybody knows them. But you say the world's end, and people are like, "Huh?" Like, kind of. Yeah, I think I mean, it's a thing that needs to be 
you, you, I am also finding I'm gaining more of an appreciation to uh, for it the more times I watched it, and I've watched it the least amount of times. Uh, Hot Fuzz often is Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. You're just kind of with Nick and um Nick and Simon most of the time. Where this one, you're like always yeah. with the group, and there's always people talking. I just feel like. I'm sure there's stuff, jokes and little tiny Easter eggy things that I would appreciate in Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz that I've missed. But I feel like this one, there's still so many jokes that I haven't quite like hit me right. And uh, there's, I think there's just so much more to like kind of um, find out about this movie. Like I, I, it made me, I kind of almost wanted to restart it right away. <laughs> right it just i just was like Fuck, and it's, it's funny because so it almost good. is like a time loop like it would almost make sense to just like mm-hmm. start it right over again yeah um so okay budget of hot fuzz was like 16 million ish mm-hmm. this was 20 million box office for hot fuzz was 81 and this was 46 so made a lot less money yeah i just think that there just wasn't even if it was advertised or whatever it's just for whatever reason didn't make as big of a splash so hmm. it people didn't talk about it as much you know something i wanted to bring up too like is this the most mickey mouse soundtrack ever <laughs> like every song every needle drop that's in this is telling you exactly like a direct what's commentary of what, but what i like about it and is it's all the 90s songs music that are getting stuff chosen they're not like, you know what I, I, I hate when right. it's like a song that we've heard every, it's not it's Light not My like, Fire, yeah, it's not, yeah. you know, Riders on the Storm, it's yeah. Whiskey Bar, which is like a kind of a joke song in their repertoire mm-hmm. that they like never played live. There's so much of this movie, I think, how quick the paces of the conversations with Gary and the group that yeah. if you're not paying attention, you're missing like 30 jokes like every second. <laughs> like, Once they get onto the pub crawl, yeah. too, like it like it 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 intensifies. And totally. it's British too. So like sure. half the time I was like, oh, I missed a couple words there. Dude, you what, know? Is, or, what, what are crisps? Or, yeah, or it was like, I don't get that reference, you know, like mm-hmm. or that bit of slang term that he used. I don't understand, but you get enough, you know. Yeah. Did you notice the the characters' names? King, Knightley, Prince. Yeah, they're Chamberlain all like, and Page. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. is this I think is this like a UK like repelling an invasion like King Arthur? They do mention of the round King table, Arthur at some right? Point. Yeah, there's there's some amount of like um English yeah, Arthurian like kind of legend structure that I think at the end were... he's like, can I tell you my quick, like my one thing that I'm like, oh no, why'd they do that? Okay. The very last shot. Are we getting to the end? We'll just jump to it real quick. And Dude, I'm saying, Gus. <laughs> uh, so listen, the, at the end, out, out. The, during the credits, okay, hold on. <laughs> no, but he's like, I'm the king, baby, or whatever. And then instead of just kind of go, like 
going in and cutting on that, they do like a like a scary kind of like he, jump, he jumps like toward that. the camera. And yeah, so yeah. he goes what and like how it's cut and, that, and the sound effects and stuff, and it's kind of like sped up and I don't know whatever. That jump was a little. It's and then it goes so, to credits. It's more of like, like a scary eh. thing. All right, I like yeah, him saying like I'm the king or whatever. It's very. It made me think. I was like, oh, this is like a Evil Dead kind of ending thing. No, yeah. like if he like dual handed, it's, like he's halfway and like through, he, like ah, and it yeah. frames. It's kind of blurry, and the credits yeah. start rolling over that. Would have loved it, right? but that kind yeah. of jump scary thing they did at the end, right? It's just like, kind of like what fuck? tonally? Why? Yeah. Why did you do that tonally? It was, it was like this is awesome. Ooh. Oh, what? Well, should so we good. talk about the beginning of the movie now that we're nah. all right? Well, yes. wait, wait, wait. While we're at the end, <laughs> wait, we wait, might wait, as well bring up the Cornetto. Might as well jump. Yeah, that's, oh, the, the you see, that's the only time you see Cornetto. Isn't and I it? love that they, he just waited. He was because there's people watching that movie for the first time in the theater and they're waiting for it they're waiting for it they're waiting for it it's the last like minute of the movie yeah. and the line before he says something he's like you know what i we're we're completely organic now and i i find myself not really uh longing for the processed food anymore and then like that rapper comes up he's like oh, oh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so and it's good. the green rapper too it's the yeah. mint, the mint green that, yeah. yeah so it's about a bunch of guys who do a pub crawl we get an opening scene where they did it when they're 19 in the 90s or something like 1990 they didn't make it they made it they're supposed to do 12 bars the last pub is called the world's end and the pubs have these crazy names so simon Pegg's character rallies them all they're all like 40 now and he, he has to like to do it again. he has to like trick the slaughtered lamb is what you're thinking of <laughs> the, the learned and, uh, goat the, the, yeah, he, he the kinda, learned goat is what I was kind of tricks oh. them all to join him, but he managed to get all five of them together. So you see them when they're young, and there's a lot of mirroring shots of like Simon Pegg's like the yeah. leader when they're young. Very like good casting. I think the the kid who's supposed to be Simon Pegg is probably the worst cast, but like yeah. the, all of the other kids, it's like their like their physicality. Yeah, he just doesn't. Which I mean, I guess kind of works because he was supposed to be like that's supposed to be his peak right yeah. so he's supposed to look run down yeah. and worse he peaked in high school simon pegg's character so there there's that's what i love this whole theme of like trying to relive your youth they go to try to do the same pub crawl and you're with the characters for all of act one you know they have these relationships we meet um old man's sister played by rosamond pike who I cannot not think of Gone Girl. I know. Me yeah. too. <laughs> Rosamund Pike. Whenever she I does, see her, she in does anything. a she does a great she does she's, a good job, to, like in the fight stuff and like being like not she's not trying to be funny. You know, no, and, like, she's doing do this, a funny thing. Like she's doing she, like these uh, very accurate but funny reactions to stuff. There's, like, there, there, there's she's she's a good actor. I think her and Simon Pegg both go like what? Uh, like, yeah, because yeah. he goes oh. He's like, like Steve's like, Gary sucks and I love you or something or <laughs> yeah. whatever, whatever he says, they both say it at the same, they both say what, like, what? you yeah. know, in like a high pitch, what, like, yeah. like that. Well, that's the thing is that he and one of the other friends, uh, Patty Constantine's character had both liked uh, Rosamond Pike. But Gary was the type of friend who would just start hitting on whoever any of his friends 
liked because he needed all the attention and right. You know, and he actually did bang her in the disabled. <laughs> yeah, in the disabled, they they yeah. they screwed in a in a bathroom when in a they were nineteen. Bathroom. Yeah, and he tries to relive that because she goes to the bathroom and and it's so funny how like returning her in and it's so cringy. Yeah, like how returning to the town with his bros totally like blinds him to the reality of the entire situation because every he yeah. walks into the bar and he's like, oh, this is what I'm talking about, and they're like, it's like a bloody Starbucks, you know, like. Yeah. And he's everyone's like, oh yeah, this is great. And then like she walks in the bathroom and he's walking in, and all like, I know what she's up to. Uh, be right back. And he's like totally wrong. Yeah, it's it's awesome. He does such a good job. So uh, they stumble upon an alien invasion. That that total like twist in Act Two comes straight out of nowhere. They're like, so yeah, they, you see that gang of kids passes them a couple times right and it's uh, very obviously supposed to be like oh they're like an echo of the in the mm-hmm. future of the past you know yes. and the kids are obviously too cool to like acknowledge the the grown-ups and they're the one wants them to wants them to like yeah be like, like uh, hey like the, look how cool these guys we are the, like, we paid yeah, the way yeah. for you fucking idiots <laughs> yeah right so when he's in the bathroom he's trying to chat up the one kid and he's like just keeps getting more and more frustrated to the point where they have a physical altercation and he accidentally pops his goddamn head off. I, that that's like tackle is awesome. And yeah. the compositing on, uh, I don't know how they did all that stuff, but the compositing of like the headless robos is yeah, really there's a good. a lot of good compositing in this. Like seamless. Like, yeah. I imagine, I, th- I think there was an actor in like a green head thing, yeah. you know, like to mask out the head or whatever that's still so much work for the well there's so there's this whole brawl in the bathroom this is like Mm -hmm. start of act two and it just makes a complete left turn you're just like oh my god this is a totally i mean it but it works and not in a way where it throws you off it's like Oh, there's an alien invasion going on as well which there's enough stuff that yeah there's enough subtle stuff like you said, Brad, that like that they sprinkle in at the beginning for it not to be such a left turn. Like, uh, yeah, there's for some foreshadowing. Like one like Gary King says at one point, we're here to get annihilated. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I wrote that line down. <laughs> yeah. No, there's a lot of accidental, like uh, accidental jokes. I mean, they're not accidental, but like, yeah, the, right. the vocab they decide to use describes exactly right. what is about to happen. Yeah, unintentionally, which is, which is also very Edgar Wrighty. He yeah. does that a lot. Yeah, yep. You got red on you. You're dead. Surviving. Well, again, that plays into the one of the themes of the movie about like you can't go back again. I guess where like right. they're, they're going home. back to their hometown and everything's different. But is it different? Because Gary doesn't want or, to, he won't, he refuses to see it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's that whole, like, is it different? Am I different or are they different? You know? So mm-hmm. this is like, yeah. oh, and well, they're all robots now. So it's, it's, it's both, but, except for Gary. He's the same, which ironically is the thing that like saves and dooms everyone. <laughs> so I love that somehow Gary convinces them we need to finish this pub crawl. <laughs> So there's uh, well, they're drunk. They're, so that's yeah, the 
we that's need, the saving grace. There. They'll be suspicious if we don't continue this pub crawl because we told everyone we were doing it. Well, and literally they say, like, does anybody else have a better idea? And everyone's yeah, like, no, oh, that's not. They do a good job of like they are in complete shock. And it's believable that the house in shock they are and like their level of like drunkenness and how they're starting to like that, the comedy that that's process. sort of happening. Yes. Yeah. And and I just I like I well, love how drunk they get. They're all like three <laughs> or four beers deep at this point. Yeah. Which and they just like keep nothing. getting drunker. And uh yeah. um <laughs> Nick Frost character is on the wagon because he had a car accident, which we we get hints of, but we we don't really learn about until later in the movie. But which is really impactful because you're kind of waiting. Yeah. It keeps kind of coming up. Well, and, and it, that's what yeah. it comes up in that moment that you don't like. No, he's no. like, I'll show you my fucking scar. No. Where uh, well, like, I'm, <laughs> I think I, when I think about this film at first, I don't like that because I like, I don't know, probably identify with Gary King more than I want to. Well, I think a lot of people, if they're honest with themselves, would say that. Yeah. Like we all do dumb shit to yeah. like mask our real feelings or or distract ourselves from the reality of our situation. So I think like, yeah, I don't subconsciously don't like feeling that. <laughs> like just to be honest. But thinking about it like objectively, like that scene's really good. And like all yeah. the ways that it's all set up and the way that it ties everything together, but then still goes right back into being really funny and makes those moments like the tension, the relief of that tension of like, whether you admit it to yourself or not, you're identifying with probably all of these characters in some way. I mean, this is a conversation that you will never have with your best friends, probably, but you probably should have. You know what I mean? Like that whole thing. To me, the realest moment is when they finally get to the world's end. And I mean, maybe that's the most obvious one, but like, when it's revealed that Simon Pegg had attempted suicide yeah, and they have a conversation about it. It's just him and Nick Frost left at this point. Cause they start getting assimilated. I mean, is that not like hinted at in the, in that scene when they're in the, the green room or whatever they call it? I, I, I swear someone is, sees his bandages before it's addressed. Something. I, yeah, I, I'm sure anyway. it is, but anyway. that, that moment. And it's not just that it's not the fact it's not just that reveal. It's like what they say. It's like Gary's, this is all I've got. And like, he, yeah. he's, you know, at that moment you realize more than any other, it's like, Oh, he is masking his true sadness with, by being this party guy, you know? Yeah. He's, and he's really desperate to treat like, create something that mm. is like feels meaningful even if it's a just a dumb fucking pub crawl like he just misses the connection with other human beings you know that he genuinely like cared and about having a fun and time, wants to have, a fun and time. Yeah. have a genuine fun time without like yeah. all of the other baggage of everyday adult life adulthood you know? yeah oh adulting am i right <laughs> yeah so they this is when the Doors song kicks in at the beginning of Act Two. After they decide they're going to continue their pub crawl, so they can blend yeah, they in kinda, and yeah, not they, raise suspicion. <laughs> they do this montagey thing to get them to from like mildly drunk to like fucking hammered, yeah. and also to show the paranoia of the town and like the 
the synchronicity synchronicity of the the, uh, uh, the uh, police album yeah but like oh god there's no, some... like and their obliviousness to it yeah because there's like giant crowds of people well, no, walking they, in they're kind of stuff. like looking you know they're doing some good like head turns and everybody's just but they're just trying to act like normal i guess about it all like and not yeah pretend I mean, they're are, not seeing what they're seeing there are times where they are just completely oblivious earlier on like you know what yeah. I mean? That you see mm-hmm. things that are obviously, but then, yeah, they. It's, also it's, at this point is when the audience notices like, Oh, there's people walking in unison. They're, they're all mm-hmm. looking Everybody at them. Everybody turns their head when they enter anywhere. Like, yeah. I love, there's some really good bits. Like that's some all, all everybody drinking at the same time or. Yeah. I, yeah. I really, I just like, I feel like in other movies, it would be like, all right, like they wouldn't double down as much where it's like, lit, like the whole town fucking knows you're here and they're so drunk that they're just still going. You're like, kind of like, can, what are we can do this. Yeah. Like, we what are they do doing? This. They're so right. fucked. Yeah. No, like, but they're now, so and it really that's... puts you on edge. Like, whoa, what the fuck's going to happen now? Because they just yeah. went from like, because of the right. high vine thing, like as soon as they yeah. fucked up those one guys, everybody knew when it came out. Well, right. throughout act, it goes from like mild paranoia throughout act two to just like by the end of act two they're just sprinting to the next yeah right because like well, now they're at chased. that point they're getting chased yeah. but the um because what, there's not really a big it's like there's the fight in the bathroom and then there's not another fight until they're Nick like, puts the, the like wooden bar it's very the Pier, pierce brosnan the, the fight. T- yeah the, yeah after the, the teacher pierce brosnan, guy or yeah. whatever is trying to talk them into well, like before I that think, is the dance club scene. That's kind of the right. That's I wanted to talk about that too. Yeah, like the setup the, for all of that. The Kylie Minogue sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and every, everybody, they meet up with people who they knew in high school, but they're still young, and they're obviously like copies now. Like right. the, the marmalade sandwich is like too. And that woman swallows Nick Frost's wedding ring. <laughs> yeah, and then like, he gets it back later by punching oh, him. And punching well, her. Well, we're gonna gut. talk about the old guy. Who drinks out of the crazy straw? Who like David, David so Presley more, huh? Yeah, <laughs> does the exposition Filch? Uh, yes, Filch. Slash. I love that they give he gave him like a ton of dialogue in this one. Yeah, and he was brief, yeah, like, and you can understand what he's saying. Yeah, briefly in Hot Fuzz. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think but, that's probably the weakest part of the film is that they had to have this old guy character who was always like a, yeah who was an untrustworthy source of information because he was already a yeah. conspiracy theorist so he's able to like maintain his because nobody believes him anyway whatever he says so he was able right. to not get copied while still telling people about it yeah um the gag about the like do you know what I, robot actually means and like the like yeah yeah the whole thing oh that's like a God. slur every this time around like that just was so funny to me. Every, every, like by the time Pierce Brosnan's like, well, actually. Yeah. Like, yeah. And the way, Pierce, that, the way oh, Pierce Brosnan so delivers that line too. Yeah. Like, does anybody know what the words, the word robot means? That's and then, a terrible impression, but he, but yeah, he no, does the, it well. It's <laughs> shuts. <laughs> Simon Pegg's like, yeah, you remember when Pierce, and he's all proud of, he's all proud of himself. Cause <laughs> it's like, correct. he's like the teacher. Like, yeah. yeah. And he, he like, was the cool teacher. Right, yeah. that everybody like or the principal, maybe. Yeah. Or yeah, whatever. I think it yeah. was the guidance counselor. He he's in a shot like real early in the film, like yeah. in the opening right. the montage. He's, uh, he appears and talking he, to Gary, right? Yeah. 
Well, the dance scene. Yeah. The dance club. The dance club. Um, Is that the first time we see them doing their light thing? That happens once. That that, happens. I think that happens during the Pierce Brosnan. That's That's the first time we see that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's him, right? Because that's act three. That's like when we get into act three, it's like, oh, shit. The robots are now chasing us down. Yeah. Like instead instead of just being paranoid, it's like. Now we're just all out being chased by them. Right. Well, I forgot about the fight with with Pikes and the twins that she's staying with. Uh, yeah, where they, where she has leg arms. Oh, yeah, I love a, leg arms. There's a fight great. there too. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever he fills her in on everything that's going on. When he comes on. over and he's like he's gonna pick her up and he goes, let's let's give a us a ciggy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh like but that's the that fight scene or that's that, a piece of shit. The dance scene is the moment yeah. when it's like kind of it it's it's raises the stakes i guess because well it's on the verge the, of like they're on the verge of like losing all getting losing, captured like all yeah. getting yeah and the, they've they're been making just out wasted so. at this point too yeah they're yeah. like making out with the robots on the dance floor they just don't that give a scene shit. that moment when like steve comes out and he's kind of the um crazy old guy explained everything, how they get your DNA and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then he finds Pikes at, at, and he's like, where, where is everybody? And she like turns and points Yeah, and they're all making out. And, and he's like, so oh, they're kissing and he's like, mother, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, God, it's oh, fucking when, was, when David Bradley is explaining how they get the DNA and then they're cutting back to them, them making out with the robots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> There's like you can get it through saliva yeah, nice or cross cutting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like how they give everybody like every character has an important moment. Or at least one. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the, in other in lesser films, there would it really would just would have been like Nick Frost and Simon Pegg that kind of did all the heavy like lifting. Quick, all these guys get like and my one of my classic like, saying it'd be like an unearned death. Like they right. just are like they're just killed, and you're like, what the fuck? We are, that guy was fun. Like, yeah, that's why I hate. Wait, sometimes guess what? You don't have to kill the fucking characters off too, guys. Like, can't we just keep? I'm not. This movie does it well, but there's so many movies where I'm like, oh man, why'd they kill that person? It's, it's like it's just like I'm sad, but not like good sad. It's just like now this movie kind of sucks you know yeah anyways well, another on. another classic gus observation yeah. here would be that you remember every character like yep right every oh, yeah. every character is unique and like has a memorable scene the the bartenders the like patrons the the guy the, that the kids that they fight yeah, the like, guy that did stuff to oh man and then comes mm-hmm. up whenever they learn that he's really torn up about it and like apologizes and everything oh yeah um, the bu- the bully bit the bully that was, guy that was really like that's pretty heavy too yeah when that and that's early in the film and the guy when is yeah, talking, talking about, about it, it yeah that yeah. character so sympathetic looking like you just instantly feel bad for that guy yeah. and like believe yeah. that he really that it really did tor- yeah. like the tortured he's he's really good at having like a small small stature like a tiny little Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, like he's, a hobbit or something. Sort he's of always like mousy. hiding away too. Yeah, yeah. So it, I think it's at this point that uh, Martin Freeman gets replaced, right? But they mm-hmm. don't know it yet. Like he comes out of the bathroom at one point, and he's just a completely different person. And I think it's around that dance club scene, or, or right after that. 
yeah. somewhere around there. Because by by Act Three, so like breaking into Act Three with the Pierce Brosnan fight, the the kickoff to that fight is somebody smashing Martin Freeman's head. Right, he's like agreeing that, with everything. Yeah, that um, he Nick said. Frost does it. Yeah. <laughs> And then you and, uh, get the Jackie Chan. Moment. I want to like, I like want to stop talking to you guys and just, or go watch the movie. Go watch, I, or at least the fight scenes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm kind of pissed. I, I rented it. I was like, damn, I should have just bought it. Yeah. Did, guess, you, um, did you end up getting all these on um, Blu-ray? Yeah. I got a right? triple, I got a triple Blu-ray. Like a got one them on the soon to be dead format. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't, I have a thing with physical media at this point. I just, sure. I, I don't no, I don't fine. trust like not having a physical thing because I'm old partially. Sure. And then <laughs> act three is just insane. I mean, it really picks up there because they're just, you know, Martin Freeman has been replaced and now he's, and then they lose the one guy at some point, Peter too. Right. Um, during Peter, act three. Yeah. After the, um, the, smokehouse or whatever they call it they um the bully comes out and like he like loses his mind on the bully and like starts like crushing the bully's head in and stuff and then like you think he's done and he runs and grabs a stick and goes back and they're like oh well (laughs) and then they get surrounded by blanks yeah yeah. but they do a good job with steven like because he kind of like nick frosty's like so like i can't i have to like help Simon Pegg who's like at this point completely like bonkers and like so yeah. deeply obsessed. He's basically and just like his life is meaningless if he doesn't do this one thing and he doesn't care think, what else yeah. happens. But you kind of think like is Steven gonna just be like fuck these guys because like fuck fuck uh, Simon Pegg he's like trying to take my girl all the time and always putting me down and like trying to one up me constantly. So when his kind of comes in with the car and tries to save them all at the end was is like a nice sort of back and forth surprise. And then when he comes, when they're like, Steven, and he goes yeah. like down on the, like the rope or whatever. It's <laughs> like, oh, it's fucking awesome. Like, well, yeah. So there's ho- this whole scene in act three where they finally get to the world and they have a big, this is that, this is the moment that I've been talking about where it's mm-hmm. revealed that uh, Simon Pegg's character had attempted suicide and, and he actually cries, like when they, yeah, the, the line that you mentioned yeah. about um, they it's told him to got, go to sleep. Yes. Yeah. So like he's going to pull the lever to get the beer, to get the last beer. I love how they go into the world's end. There's just a beer waiting for them, like on a table with like a light shining down on it. Yeah. But, but Nick Frost hits it out of his hand, which causes him to go over and try to get it out of the tap. But pulling the lever of the tap activates the ufo i guess or the well, it, I, yeah it lowers them into some sort of chamber subterranean which, like listen if you were trying to hide your subterranean layer uh and you wanted a switch or some <laughs> hidden thing to <laughs> get into it maybe don't pick like the most obvious thing you would pull i don't know H- hiding in plain sight i guess I yeah it's like you push a nipple on the mermaid carved above the bar or something i don't know just not the tap anyway so or maybe get, it was like uh, a trap too like oh in case it was they a, didn't yeah. i don't know in case they actually made it to the world's end but there were beers they're waiting for i don't know uh, yeah don't anyway know. It's, it's, they needed some way to no there's get different into this taps. Final scene. like there's different ones there's like that's like nitro tap he goes over to yeah. and that's well, the one that activates the logistically that whole bit doesn't make a lot of sense but emotionally it works because it's like 
you know, he when he pulls the tap, that's like committing to sure like, like I'm gonna do this, like, yeah, you know, this I'm is my up. life now. It's kind of like giving up. Yeah. In a way. So you get Bill Nye in his third appearance in the Cornetto Bill, trilogy. Bill, Bill, Bill I this Bill. is the first time I noticed that, by the, the way. The voice. Oh, really? Of, I didn't notice it at first either. I didn't notice oh. it until I saw the credits the first time I saw it. Because it kind of has like a like thing going on now. So they're doing distinctive. He, yeah. He, but he's kind of like his rhythm. He's not going so in, it's his rhythm is there, but his, sure. And there is a certain like accent he normally. Yeah, it's the filter and like he's not know. quite doing the straight bill now. 99 souls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That was pretty good. Yeah. Thanks. I do that a lot. <laughs> I well, would he, say that is a tick that I have, maybe. <laughs> so um, he's like the alien boss, basically. He's like yeah. trying to reason with them, like, hey, you should join us. I don't and know. Like, eh, and it it is okay. I think my biggest problem with the film is this whole kind of from the time he pulls the tap through the end. I don't think it's bad. I don't you know, I just... It, I didn't like of, it until this last viewing. Like, I like it more now than the first time. The first time I watched it, I was like, ew. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, but like, I don't know. It's, this time I was like, this is awesome. Like when Steven comes down and like, it, it had some of the biggest yeah. laughs for me. Some of the shit yeah. they're saying, he's like, fuck off. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So that it's ending, very, it's, yeah, it's kind of like, it's not, I don't know. It, like, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, I think uh, it could be better, but it works. and all that. But what I'm accepting, mm-hmm. uh, especially in this last viewing, is that the whole point of it is basically to show that Gary King is like the one human being that could like thwart this whole plan. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so he does kind of become very important and gains confidence, and then you see the, you know. Uh, aftermath of that but uh so, so they say I, what's the line that um keeps on getting repeated like there's it's like no use even talking to you or whatever right and they say that also there's no use in arguing yeah. with you there's no yeah. use in arguing with them they yeah. say that over and over and that's the very fact that like you could argue well it do maybe it dooms humanity like as a whole but it saves a lot of lives like you know from being fertilizer and turned into robots or whatever too so you know i like how the ending isn't really it's not perfect it's not perfect like in and gary changes and becomes better and there it's not like a storybook ending you know there is i guess everybody does survive in some because peter is like He's like well, he's been replaced, right? He's been replaced, but he's saying like like he's even a better dad than he maybe ever was, and with like, half of his head gone. But I mean, well, like that, the actual Peter, they they talk about they get liquefied. No, Oman is that's the, or Oh man, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yeah, oh man, yeah. red. God, when he's fucking, he's got like a volleyball, in volleyball, his head, and they, he just drew yeah. eyes on it. Like, yeah. yeah, and he's still trying to sell real estate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think when you look back at all of these, though, the he does, and it's surprising how well he does the dance in the Eggerite, like lyrical, like you know, scripty, like you know, like uh, what's the guy that wrote A Few Good Men and West Wing? Sorkin. Oh, Sorkin. Sorkin. Yeah. Like, like Eggerite has that dance with his 
with his dialogue that banter that banter dialogue and, and they're like i mean this person's saying this line this fast and this guy has to come fucking yeah. right oh my god it's, yeah. it's um yeah. fucking incredible like that's even more so when they're like drunk it's so good yeah and the rhythm guess, of the direction too like yeah i think how tight this movie is to, i think i was appreciating after watching them back to back to back yeah uh, and like and and the evolution being of this it. far away from them all yeah to be like okay this actually might be the best one i think it's there's stuff i fucking absolutely love in Shaun of the dead there's stuff i absolutely like and i like we just were talking about last week we're like fuck hot fuzz is really fucking good i love all three of these movies yeah i love them all but there i think this might be my favorite now it's definitely like the most mature and like until the very 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 end like I think it definitely outshines all of them in terms of the entire package. So yeah, the Good movie end. though. I, I I love the the the, the Cornetto trilogy. Everyone, it's it's a great trilogy of movies. So if you haven't seen them, I gotta, well, we gotta we, go to the UK and eat all three now. We just spoiled the whole thing, but. Um, that's the movies. They're good. And that's the movies. Hey, you know, like we, uh, we don't we don't do them justice. <laughs> that's for sure. Them's the breaks. You know what they say? That's the movies. Well, um, why don't we do a, a segment called What Are You Watching? What you watch now, huh? What uh, are you I don't really have much, so I'll go first. How about that? Okay. okay. I we finished Euphoria. Oh wow, okay. It's very good. How many it. what's are there? I'm, I started I season two. I think that it's like eight or nine episodes. Per season? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I like just started season two. So okay. Two so oh, I just meant like there's two seasons. You, you, yeah, there's, there's two, two seasons. seasons. And there's okay. the third season coming out. Coming. Okay. Um, did you... Oh, so you, you already saw... You watched all of season one. Yep. Can't stop. Won't stop. Fucking! It's one of those things where it's like I kind of hate this, but it's great, right? Uh, well, but <laughs> yeah. like you have to respect. Like I know what I know I what you're saying. The what, filmmaking, what, and what you hate about acting. it, I I get it, and it's almost yeah. what makes it awesome. It's right? Fuck, it's, it's a weird, weird thing. It's like it's so weird. It's and it, I think is, it has something yeah. to do with how good everything is surrounding all the that. performances, all the <laughs> filmmaking, all Dude. the music. Like oh my god, that that it's I think it's the second to last episode of season one where it's like like going to black and coming back the light and like where they are in the party and where they're oriented yeah. on screen and how they're talking to each other and what's yeah. fucking happening. I was like, this is the coolest thing I've seen in so fucking long. It was it's like, very creative. So creative. Masterfully like executed. I'm excited yeah. to start it. I, I I kind of can't talk like yeah we I would almost up. rewatch that shit. Um uh do you want me to go or do you want to go Brad? Oh um, you can go. Okay. Um, so Euphoria, we talked about that a bunch. Um, I'm glad you I like it. I started I watching. Like hate it. Yeah, it, it, I do like it. I do like it, but I I am disappointed in myself. I'm like, there's I'm no not, fucking way you're not gonna like this show just on right, the basis of how well it is. Yeah, right. That's made. the thing. It makes me like fake upset that I like it because I hate the subject matter so much, but it is dealing with a lot of important themes and emotional dynamics and current societal issues and stuff. It's just the framing of it. I despise, but they do such a good job that I'm like, Oh, if I don't care, it's fine. I'll keep watching. Um, 
And then this, what was the other thing you brought up? Station 11? Station 11, yeah. Yeah. Um, I started watching that and um, and then I got sucked into Euphoria. So I only watched like the first, maybe just the first episode or the first two. I I was very intrigued. I still haven't finished it. I'm I've got a bunch of stuff going, so I right. I'm so, still yeah. working on that. Yeah, but I I was like I like the kind of it felt. I was telling Gus earlier about uh, Haruki Murakami, this Japanese author that I was very into, and like after college, right at the end of college, he has this novel called Hard Boiled Wonderland and the End of the World about this kind of like these two coexisting realities and this weird kind of it's sci-fi but it's fantasy but it's comedy but it's not and you know um mm-hmm. it, it gives me a little bit of those vibes uh and i like uh and also um um the woman who wrote um handmaid's tale Margaret Atwood. Margaret Atwood. She wrote um, these sci-fi like um, books that I cannot remember the name of. Oh, it's a weird name. Anyway, similar kind of thing. It was like society like kind of collapses, but there's this weird like nature takes over, kind of like annihilation or you know things mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah. I like that kind of shit. So I, yeah, I, I need like to get that back too. to that. Yeah, the, the it, bottle episodes are killing me though. Like. Uh, a lot of bottle There's episodes. like two of them, and I'm just like, what is going on? Like, I don't, I like yeah. it, but those episodes are just like, can we get back to the story now? I, I don't know. The yeah. um, kind of character and relationship building in that show is really, really fucking good, where you like truly like would be like devastated if one of, of the two main characters are just so well done in the beginning it like because the girl has you know i don't i don't know how far you guys are but anyways yes i like it a lot it wasn't perfect there's definitely episodes where i was like alex and i were like yeah then but enough good stuff would kind of keep up Brad. uh all right i watched nope for the first time yeah do you and have a one word review for that i was gonna say <laughs> you gotta admire a movie sucks. that provides its own one word review in the title people so many people have that like in the top five of the year list i'm not like i wouldn't even put in the top five horror films of the it was a good year for horror and that movie was literally like oh jordan peele can do no wrong and i'm like were you awake like i just don't i it's like how I, I think it's one, directed it's, well, but it's no not, one like, that fucking understands the fuck. Like no one that saw that that said they liked it. It got the fucking subtext of what the fuck was going on in that fucking movie. No fucking way. Yeah, I didn't. Did you guys? What the fuck's like? What, I, there, was, uh, there was subtext. Now I gotta look it up. Right. No, well, I mean, I, I it's just doing too much uh, or trying, and yeah, and you can feel that it's like trying, yeah. and, and it feels, and it's like so flat. Yeah, it so is. purposefully, like, oh my god, there's no and the comedic relief which like you would think you would be like excellent at is yeah. like not good tension like, yeah a couple to parts but then like and they just, just throw in on, some jump scares and, and yeah and like I don't know. where is this going why is it going this way how does this guy how does this emotionless main character feel i have no idea right. yeah, yeah the main character was really not Flat. 
like the actor i've seen him in other stuff and he's, he's good great. Yeah. yeah he's amazing but like in this i don't know what the deal was like it just he know. he wasn't doing anything he wasn't showing any emotion like I think us, there's a, yeah is like okay, maybe this doesn't make perfect sense but i don't give a shit kind of is this fun and like where's this going whoa this is weird okay that was I pretty really fun. liked us yeah yeah, I mean, yeah. Right. It, it, you know, some ways it's more of a traditional kind mm-hmm. of like horror movie, right? Then, yeah. um, just done like really like artfully and cool, yeah. Where it's like, yeah, but I, I feel like there's a d- disease that like maybe M. Night Shyamalan got and maybe Edgar <laughs> Wright got and Jordan Peele got where they just like fucking forget how to make movies, yeah. <laughs> or something, like I don't know, or it's that thing where maybe just nobody you don't have tells people telling you no, nobody tells him no, I, I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Well, all right. I had another thing written down, but I think I'll save it. I think we got enough. Okay. Um, yeah, that was good, Sesh. All right, gang. Nice, Sesh. Uh, I'll record Classic. an outro. Uh, thanks for joining us. My name is Brad Patello. Find me on Instagram at Brad Patello. Gus is Mr. Trouth. Adam is Renaissance Grunt. Also, follow A Movie Odyssey on Instagram at a underscore movie underscore odyssey. Like us, like our stuff. Like us, please like, like us. us. <laughs> please, it's all we want. Yeah. <laughs> we we crave your approval. Hell yeah. We, we fear change, and we, we are nothing your without approval. your yeah. validation. Yes. So right now, we're serious. there's been like one person who's DM'd us or something. Right. So we feel uh, pretty sad. We're we all very that. sad. Yeah. So especially we if you, you haven't never met us in person, just. Send us, send us a like emoji. Just a couple of guys. One emoji. Just send one emoji. Send Listen. us an emoji. Emoji challenge. Hashtag emoji challenge. Yes. And if you send two emojis, I'll get a Gwildor tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to make a fake Instagram account and, and send an emoji. Get a Gwildor. Yeah. Mad Manulo. <laughs>